Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, hello, Zillennial Canon. This is Ernest from We Bought a Mic. Uh, just sending you a message about Mamma Mia and also Mamma Mia Here We Go Again, which is my preferred film of the two, uh, just because I think it kind of tells a better story jumping back in time in the two timelines and it has better choreography and camera movements. But, you know, I, I still love the first one. I think that what both of these movies do um, is they elevate the songs of ABBA um, and they bring them to a new generation and they prove that when you're listening to these songs it's kind of impossible not to have a smile on your face Um, and as catchy as they are they just they stick with you and it's kind of beautiful and that's what these movies prove I love them the other thing I wanted to add is that when ABBA was putting out these songs, it was the 70s. It was, it was the time of Led Zeppelin and, um, you know, disco and psychedelia and all these other things that were not very wholesome and holy and clean. Uh, and ABBA, they managed to keep things very prim and proper and appeal to a, a certain audience that didn't want anything to do with uh, rock and roll or uh, whatnot. Um, so, you know... In the 21st century, you go back and 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 watch ABBA, and it just feels very vanilla, and it fer- it feels just too clean. And the Mamma Mia movies manage to elevate these songs, like I said, and and make them just give them the tiniest little bit of edge, the tiniest little bit of uh, sensuality and sexuality, and just keep them interesting um, for a 21st century audience. Love it. directed by Tate Taylor, was released in cinemas in 2019. Met to marginal box office success and critical reception, it left an impact on film slash meme Twitter. Yet, when the world needed her most, she vanished. However, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, it was released internationally in Mexico on 9-11. It grossed only $72. Were you guys mad at her or something? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Zillennial Canon. My name's Adam. And I'm Kira. Just kidding. I'm Sue Ann, aka Ma. This week we're not covering Ma. <laughs> we're we're covering a Just add, Ma. Add add uh, add one more Ma to the end of that Ma, and add another one, and add an A, and then add an I in the middle of that one. And then the artist who uh, wrapped paper planes, uh, and then you have the movie of the week. Yep, we're covering Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, <sighs> where do we even begin with this one? Um, um, I feel like this movie weirdly has 
I feel like we say this a lot, but I, I this one in particular has kind of weirdly been formative in our relationship, our friendship. Like, mm-hmm. because, I mean, do you want to tell the story? Like, I, you... I mean, I have a longer history with it, so you should tell your side of it, and then I'll tell my life story on the pod. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so, like, basically my entire history pre-Kira with Mamma Mia was that was the movie that opened against the dark night in 2008 or 2008 <laughs> and um uh, i had nothing against the movie at the time i just thought it was like a mom movie like i never once thought it would be a movie i would ever see in my lifetime you know um and i, I think my mom saw it without me of course and that's cool that's great and then it wasn't until i met kira that i didn't i didn't realize like mama mia was like a thing that people still cared about it at the time. <laughs> and then she would like harass me to like watch it or like give it a chance. So I would just like being the person that I am, like make fun of it. And like, I think I like bullied you over it a little bit. Probably. <laughs> and for the longest time, I swore off watching it. Um, that is until the sequel, Here We Go Again, came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I distinctly remember uh like sitting in the theater for some movie and the power went out midway through like the trailers (laughs) and so all i saw when i went to the theater was the trailer for here we go again and then kira was like that's a sign that you have to go home and watch the first mamma mia um i didn't do it that night but kira finally broke me got me to watch the first mamma mia so my first experience with it was not until 2018 um yeah uh, I, so obviously I don't have as much of an extensive relationship with this movie as Kira does, but I entirely associate it with her. That's all I could ever want out of this specific piece of media. Um, so Mamma Mia has been one of my favorite movies, unironically, since I was, I think, like, 10? Like, I don't even, this came out, like, what year did this come out again? 2008. Yeah, so I was, like, 10, 11. Um, So I don't even remember if I saw this in theaters. I don't remember how I even got into this movie. But somehow I had um, the CD soundtrack of it. And I had um, a burned DVD copy of it, like, like, burned off of, like, a library DVD. And I, like, drew the cover of it, and, like, that's my DVD of it that I still have, is, like, I, like, wrote all the names of the actors, and I, like, tried to replicate, like, the font of the title. Um, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows, like, my my Twitter profile picture is me as a child looking pissed off in a Mamma Mia t-shirt. Which sums up your entire, like, persona. <laughs> that's my entire, yeah, that's my whole aura. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, I just have, like, such a weird connection to this movie, and I'm sure we're gonna- it's gonna be, like, the Cat in the Hat comes back episode, um, I'm sure, where it's, like, live therapy. (laughs) Um, and I, like, I've, like, drawn fan art of Mamma Mia as a child, and I really, really wish I could find it, um, but this was, like, a massive, massive, massive deal for me, um, and, yeah, I I just have, like, so much to say. I don't know really how to get into it. 
Um, so should I kind of like ease into it as a like <laughs> not as much of a mama me ahead as you are, and then you can kind of go off from there, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so like I said, had not seen it prior to 2018. I had definitely like seen scenes. I've seen the memes of like Pierce Brosnan can't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's very that like that's so notorious to the reception of this movie. Yep. Um <laughs> Uh, like even me having not seen the movie, knowing that going in. Yeah. Um, and also like Meryl Streep's like overalls, like that, that's a that's a big thing. Um, but I remember, don't kill me, Kira. But like I didn't love this movie when I saw it in 2018. I yeah, as did not a lot of people. Well. Okay, well, but then again, this, like I said, this was, like, after, like, ten years after it came yeah. out. So, I, I saw it after the fact, and you know me, like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll love shit that people don't like. Like, I don't give a shit. Um, so, I went into it, like, very open-minded. And I didn't dislike it. I, like, I like this movie. I stand mm-hmm. by saying the first one I mean, is, like, a good movie. I just didn't, like, love it. Which is weird, because, yeah. like, I loved the, uh, the, the music. Like, I love ABBA, you know. Mm-hmm. Um... And I do like, I like the characters. I liked a lot, but um, I think it didn't help that like literally like three days later, I saw Here We Go Again, which I think is a masterpiece. Okay. Can I stop you right there? Mm -hmm. I obviously loved Here We Go Again. I thought it was like fantastic. I'm just going to be mean for a second. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> mean Kira has returned. Um, I just think it's funny how people can meme on the first one all they want, talking about how it's bad, but it's fun. It's bad, but it's fun. And then be like, but the second one is a masterpiece. Why? Because it has a higher budget? No, like, it's just, like better the directed. Second- the second one is literally doing the exact same thing that the first one is doing with a higher budget. But like, it's also... The first one, like, okay, you're like, Pierce Brosnan is bad at singing. This movie was never trying to take itself seriously. The entire point of this movie is about, as the dancing queen says, having the time of your life. This movie is literally, like, like you're not, like... I don't know, like, people are like, the second one is so good because, you like, you have more fun. Like, are you not having fun? No, but, like, I think the <laughs> second one's better because, like, you're having, I think it's even more fun than the first one. And also, the drama is, like, legitimately compelling somehow. Um, it's, like, flashier and colorful. And I think even, um, I, I, you, I, I'm not going to look up the director's names, but whoever directed the second one mm-hmm. um, did Paul a much better... Yeah, sure. Uh, did a much better job at like choreographing and like just like having the characters be like fun and like sporadic than the first movie did. Like the first movie, I, I'm aware it's like establishing everything, but the second movie, like just it, it's like it's like so fun. It's like the way I would describe it is like the incline to like Paddington to Paddington Two. Like, yes, the first movie is delightful, but the second one's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's the same way I feel, like, about Mamma Mia. Like, I think uh, 
yeah, yeah the conversations. I'm, sure, I'm sure most people feel the exact same way that you do and i'm not saying that it's not like flawless um i like i think that waterloo is like one of the best musical numbers of all time and it's like legitimately like inspiring and like things that i write just like the way that scene works but like um i don't know i just the first one feels not like scrappy but there's like something about like the cinematography and like um just like I don't know like there's just this like feeling in like the party scenes and stuff like it doesn't feel as like put together as the second one does I feel like like not as like neat and tidy and I like that about it like literally these people are just like running up mountains and it's like there's like so much just like lens flare and like it's like I like I don't even know how to describe it the second one just feels very polished to me is that a bad thing no it's just different I think honestly it's nostalgia for you probably but I just have like such a superiority complex and the thing is about nostalgia <laughs> is like <laughs> like you just like gloss over that you're just like yeah it's of a superiority complex um but the thing is about the nostalgia is like and like this is such a toxic mindset to have of just being like I hate when people like shit on something like even in like a joking way and then be like oh but like like I don't know you know what I mean like it's definitely me like projecting like everything about Mamma Mia is me projecting well what do you go like you didn't completely finish that like what do you mean by that I have no thoughts in my head Adam (laughs) Well, you were like, going off, like... No, like, it... It is just upsetting to see that, like, literally, even when I was, like, posting to, like, promote this episode, like, it was so hard to find content, even just, like, from the first movie. Because all the content is about the second movie. And I know the internet obviously wasn't as prevalent back then, but it's, like... It's just, like, really frustrating to see people being, like oh, remember Mamma Mia? But Mamma Mia 2. It's like, <laughs> were you? did you not enjoy the first one? Like, it's just, like, weird that the second one has completely overshadowed it. I, I just it's think it's... really weird. Because it's such a better movie. Like, okay. it, it really is. Like, okay. like, on every level, the second one is, like, superior. Like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it... It like people prefer watching a better movie usually. No, I know. okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't matter about the quality to me. It means the fact that all these people can be like Abba's so corny, like uh like that movie is so bad and like maybe it has to do with like growing up or something, but it's like the movie was never taking itself seriously to begin with. Wait, and who's saying is... Abba's corny yet loving Mamma Mia too? Like who? Who are these people? Like the general consensus, like Abba has like become popular over the past like three years from like TikTok. I guess. I mean, I don't know. And I... and like TikTok and like the release of Mamma Mia too. Clearly, you're just more tapped into this than I am because I <laughs> I did not know that. Um... You got to keep up with the with the culture of Abba. You know, I really miss, um, like, the beginning of quarantine when I literally was considering dropping money on an ABBA fan club membership. And then the other night when I was watching this, I texted Sean. I'm like, damn, I'm about to pay for it. He's like, you should sleep on that decision. 
Should I do that right now as my first uh, on-pod purchase as a newly employed person? No. Okay, I'm gonna do it. No, heart emoji. Because no. <laughs> then it'll take like eight weeks to get you verified or some shit, and then you'll like complain about it next week. And then... Listen, mentally, I'm in Sweden at ABBAFest. ABBAFest? There's like a one year, like a one day year, and it was like canceled last year, obviously, but it's like in Sweden and like the whole fan club like meets up. Like it's like the most wild thing. The whole official fan club was like consulted in the writing of the original Mamma Mia story. Like, um, it's like insane. Like they, they were invited to like the premiere of Mamma Mia. It's wild. Um, midsummer, but it takes place at Mamma Mia Fest. I have a tweet bookmarked of like ABBA wishing people like a like happy Midsommar. Nice. nice. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. So, I mean, well what what about this spoke to you as a youngster? Like like what was it about like this movie and this story? Like, I could not tell you. Literally. I literally could not tell you. Um I guess because it was just so like fun. And it was sparkly, and I like sparkly things. Um, I love weddings, as established in the 27 Dresses episode. Mm. Um, I thought that everyone in it was just so beautiful and so funny. And I... It's, like, funny because it's, like, the content that I consumed as a child. Like, I'll be, like, watching, like, The Muppet Show or whatever now that it's on Disney+, and it's, like... I literally, like, I, like, knew all the words to all these, like, ABBA songs and, like, like, classical, like, songs and stuff from, like, The Muppet Show and, uh, and Mamma Mia. And, <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you ever think about that? Like, songs, like, used in other media that you consumed as a kid and then when you're older you realize, like, exactly what it is? Not really. No. I mean... Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that I liked ABBA as a child. I'm not saying you're invalid. I'm just saying I've never felt that way before. But like, I'm not saying you're invalid for that. <laughs> um, no, I've all, I've actually always liked ABBA. I've, but it's funny because like I've never had it from Mamma Mia. Like, because mm. like my, I guess this is what you were talking about almost. But it's like I never watched Mamma Mia because I grew up around like, I'll say it like male centered film twitter or film Mm. facebook or film whatever and their consensus of like every girly quote-unquote girly movie was like that's bad that's a bad movie Mm -hmm. so like the consensus in my mind was like oh this is a bad movie Mm -hmm. and so that's like okay like i don't want like a dumb musical to be like ruining abba for me like you know Mm -hmm. so i never saw it because that basically and again, when I say like I prefer the second movie, I'm not saying I dislike this one. I like this movie. Um, actually, like no, it even I know. More. I I'm not talking about you. I'm just thinking like I've like heard many people say like that the first one's like not good, and then be like, but the second one is perfect. It's like okay, read the blueprints before you uh, dive in here. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think you are projecting because like I know like don't you feel that way about like other franchises and other things? Um maybe, but this I'm not as much. Like I usually get offended by people like me. But like 
Mamma Mia is the one thing that I have a superiority complex over. I feel like, well, no, I think that and Muppets are two for you. Not necessarily. There's uh, Muppets is just like, I'll never like be angry at people who like Muppets. Um, I am not even going to like pretend that I've seen every single piece of Muppets content out there. Um, but yeah, I think this is the one like Muppets. I'm just like emotionally connected to, I think. Have you, um, how much of Muppets on Disney Plus have you watched since it's been uploaded? Oh, we've only watched a few episodes just because I watch it, like, when I'm with Sean. Like, when we have, like, a solid hour or whatever to kill. Right. Um, and then we'll, like, alternate it with, like, movies and, uh, like, whatever else. And, like, Earth to Ned we haven't even finished, so. I, I, I finally finished that. It it was really Earth to Ned? Yeah. I think they're making more. I hope so. Yeah. Because like the the drop of like the second half of the episode is like a wonderful surprise, but then I yeah. I finish it like in two days. So. One uh, of the people that um, operates like the Ned Puppet, she posted a picture that was like, "Ooh, like hanging out here." Like you know when people are like, "Oh, hello, what's this?" When they're like on like a film set and like trying to pretend that they're not, you know? Right, right. It was like something like that on like the Disney. Lot or whatever. I was like, is it like popular? Earth to Ned? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. I just I find I it really... interesting that they're still doing it. I mean, I hope so. It was like not like like it was like you couldn't distinguish what was going on in the image, but it was like on like a Disney lot, and uh, it was like she's like a a puppet operator, so I don't know what else they would be doing Josh Gad's Muppet show oh fucking kill me oh I went (laughs) Sean and I went to um an air and space museum today and they had like when you walk in they had like a DeLorean and then like they had like a whole case of like a bunch of like back to the future props and they had like a big tv and I like turned around and it was just like Josh Gad and his stupid like alone together like series or whatever you know yeah, uh, I hate it was, that. Yeah, it was that, but it was Back to the Future. And I was like, Jesus oh. Christ, there's literally no escaping this man. <laughs> um, what is that, like, the TikTok trend of, like, the chances of being killed by Josh Gad are, uh, like, 0.01%, but not 0%. <laughs> and then it's, like, him glaring with, like, red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that I'll be mean about. I Oh, my God. Josh Gad fucking sucks. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't follow with like I, I don't keep up with him. So like, I'm not angry about it. But I don't, no, I don't keep up with him either. I just see him like when he like pops up and things, and I'm like, God. True. No, yeah. I agree. I thought it was really funny when he like cried. I, I can't remember like what happened, but he cried about something. And, I think like, it was like the beginning, like the second day of the pandemic. Yeah, like, literally, like, day two. And he's like, I just don't know how to explain this to my daughter. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, Was he in the Imagine video? I'm just gonna say yes. Because yeah. even, even if he wasn't, he was spiritually there. Like, Mentally, was... <laughs> Josh Gad is always in the Imagine video. <laughs> I just, like, he I'm had not to be, even right? gonna... Yeah, definitely. I'm not even gonna, like 
go in deep because I'm sure people feel the exact same way. <laughs> but I just remember being like so angry at like how he was like, this is so difficult. And it's like valid, obviously, that like people like struggle in like many different ways. But like, I just remember being like, you have so much goddamn money and you'll never be in danger in your life. Yeah, literally. Like you, you And then he used the time to like literally just set up like glitchy Zoom calls with like celebrities and like give terrible interviews. And I was like personally like not like upset, but like literally like we basically did that, like interviewing people from like Mike Myers movies and we gave like really good interviews and like Josh Cat sounded like he'd never seen Wayne's World before in his life. How about you? But he hasn't. Probably he's not cool enough. So, Mamma Mia, um, <laughs> who's your favorite dad? Uh, Colin Firth, Harry, hands down. But yeah, I think they're all extremely charming. And not to jump ahead, but that's why I love the ending of this, where she doesn't have to pick a dad. Right. They're yeah. all her dad. But isn't there... Okay, I want to actually say Harry is my favorite. Because, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's Harry. Yeah, yeah. But I do have a soft spot for Sam. Like, I think he's... Yeah, like, he's charming. I, I like Bill, all too. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, there's, there's really no picking, but I just... Harry won our poll. Pierce... Good, as he should. Yeah, on both um, Instagram and Twitter. I will say Pierce Brosnan's a really good movie dad, just in general. Like, he is, yeah. He, he's like a very like comforting like <clears throat> dad presence almost like and he's been like a dad for like 30 40 years now i feel like in a lot of things yeah i feel like he doesn't really age he just kind of like looks more like a dad yeah love that for him yeah um <clears throat> yeah but um yeah but like i said harry's definitely my favorite but isn't there like a yeah. compelling like theory of who the dad most likely is i don't I mean, probably a lot of people say that, like, the second one, like, messes up the timeline of the first one and, like, Donna's original diary. But I don't really think that hard about it because that's not what the Mamma Mia movies are for. Um, I don't really like to theorize. I, I just, like, in my head, like, when I was, like, younger, I was like, it's probably Sam. But then I'm like, no, I think that's just because, like, him and Donna end up together in the end. Wait, you mean uh, Pierce Brosnan? Isn't Sam uh, what's his face? Who? Um, the other one. No. Isn't he? No, oh, no you're Bill, right. Bill is. Oh, Scarf. Bill. Bill, that's right. Sorry, my bad. I, don't, I will never question you again with mommy. I could refer to them as the actors. Uh, I, no, it's I feel okay. like I. I feel like talking about any movie. I, like, half referred them as actors, and then the other half I refer to their character names in, like, every single situation. Um, okay, well, okay, so you think Sam is the dad? I mean, like, I, I don't think so. I, I don't, I have, like, no choice on, like, who it is, but, um, in my head, like, I always just kind of assumed it because, like, of how Sam and Donna end up together. Because that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, like, like you know, like psychologically, it's like, oh, there's a happy ending involving him, so it has to be 
I would be cool if like it's not him because like he got the happy ending with Donna, but then like I don't like I in my head it's always been Bill for some reason. I don't know why. Um I think it might be because I mean I know it doesn't really mean anything, but that one scene between Bill and um and uh 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 Sophie like towards the end ish of this movie where they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but like that little scene just like always stuck with me. And like, she also like looks most like him. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, also, I think the whole like they have like the same kind of like adventurous like yeah kind of and like I know that's like the way that they all were when they were younger. Um, but like but, Bill more so. Yeah, Bill like that's like his entire thing that he lives his life around like. Yeah. It's yes. like being yes. like a free spirit out on the water and like that's kind of what um what Sophie wants, you know? Insane details you may have missed in Mamma Mia two thousand eight. <laughs> Sophie is a free spirit who wants to spend her life on the water. <laughs> so is Bill. Is Do the watch mojo lady voice. This is Watch Mojo, counting down the top 10 moments in Mamma Mia that you might have missed. Number 10, Sophie and Bill diving the same exact way off a boat. Number 15, Burger King foot lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) What if there was Burger King foot lettuce in Mamma Mia? Number 2, Forker. (laughs) Stop. Remember, like, 2017 when Borger memes were, like, the rage? It's so funny. It's Yeah, it's great because it was never oversaturated. The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is, like, can I get a Borger? And then it's, like, ice cream machine broken. Understandable. Have a nice day. That's so funny to me. Just, like, the deep fried, like, understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> understandable. Uh, ice cream machine broken. Understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> you know the uh, the bread store memes. No. You sh- you gotta look it up. It's hilarious. And people like you. Uh, you never you never seen that. Like it's like welcome to the bread store. We got gluten. We got we got whole. Oh meat. yeah. We got yeah, the, yeah. The people like put like Ryan Gosling in them instead of like. <laughs> it's like there's one. It was like where it's like Ryan Gosling going to a local AMC theater. And instead of, like, doing the, like, whatever, like, bread, he's, like, ordering uh, tickets for, like, Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> it's, like, y'all gotta pause. Like, I know y'all gotta pause button. Like, <laughs> 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 um, but, what yeah. Are your, what are your favorite um, ABBA songs and or scenes in these movies, in this movie? Yeah, I know. You didn't want me to... I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, exclude it. I'm just trying to... Um, actually mm-hmm. talk about this movie and not the general Mamma Mia-ness of the universe. Yeah, no, I think, um, well, in general, my favorite song, of course, is Dancing Queen because, like, that's mm-hmm. just, you know. Yeah. Uh, although Waterloo uh, and uh, Adante Adante is, like, really good. Um, yeah. As for, like, actual, like, like sequences in this movie, um, hmm. SOS is, like, really, like, I don't know why. Like, even though it's, like, you have Pierce Brosnan, like, going off, it's, like, mm-hmm. there's something about, like, the dr- like the dramatic, like, frantic nature of it that I, like, really mm-hmm. like. 
Like it's Cher like, has a really good cover of it on that one album, like the Mamma Mia cover album that she put out. Oh, really? Yeah, and also there's a really good um, Portis Head cover of it, and it's like kind of spooky and cool. Yeah, I, um, I well, there's like a lot of scenes in this movie where like, um, I don't know, like sometimes I don't think the direction is like amazing, like the choreography isn't always like great, mm-hmm. but like it still gets a pass, right? Um, what's the one I can't remember the song, so you might have to revoke my ABBA card, but like, uh, the one with Christine Baranski and like she's like with all the like the dudes. Oh, does your mother know? <laughs> yeah, that one. I uh, that one's just, like funny to me. I like. That Do you one. feel comfortable saying <laughs> what, what you told me about that scene? Um, that is what? you and the and the. Oh, um, yeah, that's me. That's literally like me with all the goth girls on Tinder right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah. Instead no. of Tanya, because I I sent you a picture of Tanya and Rosie, and I said, "Why is this dead ass us?" And then you said that, and then I said, "Who said you were Tanya?" That's <laughs> and how you said, you? "How are you not Rosie?" And I really think that's true. No, really. Like, in what world are you, Tanya? Like, in the, like in our dynamic. Yeah, place. I guess. I feel like it kind of alternates depending on, like, what movie we're covering that day. You and know? also, like, our life. If it's, like, a my band. pick or your pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because, like, that's how I imagine. It's, like, one day we and you are going to be on a boat together, and you're going to have a book that you wrote, and people are going to ask you to sign it. And yeah. I'm going to be, like, horny for, like, goth chicks and, like, on a boat, too. Like, just on a way to a Greek island, <laughs> smelling like fish. Like, I, <laughs> that's just what I imagine. <laughs> you good? No. <laughs> um, yeah. I, <laughs> so are those, those are the songs you like. <laughs> um, I mean, I like all the songs. I don't think all the sequences are like amazing. Mm. Um, just like the second movie, the end credits are amazing. Um, I remember my mom laughing like really. They did loud. Super Trooper over the end credits for the second one, right? Ye- yeah, Super Trooper, and wait, was it two songs or just the Super Trooper? I honestly can't remember. I know they definitely did Super Trooper because, like, yeah, I remember it like because it was like she like came back to life and shit, and they were just all partying. God, it that's that the end credits for the second one are like fucking amazing. Like, I remember sitting in the Dolby theater for that, and like, just... <sighs> I wish I could have seen it in Dolby. It was like, um, it was like just such a vibe, like just immaculate vibes. Like, I think they showed so... it in literally IMAX here. Like, in the theater where, like, I saw Mission Impossible Fallout. Like, the massive one. I would have loved that. I um, wish. Literally, I wish. Remember when I saw Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, like, three in IMAX? <laughs> and uh, I got, because I got on the press list for it. Mm-hmm. And then I di- they didn't tell me that, like, the rest of the audience was all, like, um, people from, like, a cougars club. Oh my god. Uh, so it was like me and like everyone else in the theater was like a cougar. And <laughs> they gave and they gave them like and it was an IMAX theater and they gave them like free alcohol vouchers from McGuffin's oh, Bar at AMC. Jesus Christ. And I remember free, it was like a sentence that 
is very funny to me. Free alcohol vouchers from MacGuffin's Bar at AMC. <laughs> MacGuffin's Machine Bro. <laughs> Understandable, haven't I? <laughs> I was literally just like in a theater with all like Christine Baranski's uh, from Mama Mia. Listen, when Christine Baranski is in a role, she gives it everything and also like a leg high kick. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't uh, love these movies by any means, or the second one rather. Uh, but the bad mom thing that like that those movies, mm-hmm. um, she's in the second one as uh, well, I can't remember whose mom she was. I really can't remember. Um, but I think she was Mila Kunis's mom. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember like because I was watching the the Christmas movie with my mom on like on Christmas. And it wasn't, like, great, but, like, every scene she was in, I was, like, she's, like, so fucking good, like, in, like, everything she's in. Mm-hmm. Like, even my mom watches, like, this other show she's on, like, on CBS, like, it might be The Good Wife, I'm not completely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, even sometimes I'm, like, watching, like, I'm, like, watching from the kitchen, just, like, her acting, and I'm, like, she's, like, amazing, like, in mm-hmm. everything. Completely sells it. Um, have you ever seen The, uh, the Birdcage? Yes, she... I fucking love that movie. Can you remind me who she plays in that? She plays like the um, like the biological mom of the right. son, and they're gonna like have her pretend to be like, like, the wife before yes. like um, yeah. <laughs> before that like... Lane goes and drag. That That's like, like the most perfect movie ever made. Yeah, yeah I forgot that it was Mike yeah. Nichols. Yeah, and written by Elaine May. God, what a yeah! I I like blind watch that movie because sometimes when I'm on Letterbox and I can't decide to watch like what to watch off my like watch list, mm-hmm. um, I'll like tell Siri to pick a number between like one and whatever, mm-hmm. and then like whatever number it lands on, I'll watch, and that's what I did with that movie. And I'm so glad I watched it because like I mean, first of all, R.I.P. Robin Williams, like mm-hmm. literally the best man to ever live ever, um, and his performance in that movie is incredible but like from what i can remember like she was hilarious on it too yeah it's like a massive comfort movie for me and i highly recommend if um you have not seen the birdcage to watch it yeah it, it's 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 a it's really excellent like i yeah i don't know i'm a big robin williams fan so like i've tried to go through most of his filmography and that was a blind spot for the longest time. And I feel like still most people, like a lot of people have not seen it, but I think the first time I watched it was when I had meat sweats. (laughs) 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 Oh wait, no, that was the second time. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Cause I needed something comforting when I was like in bed dying Put that in the drafts for out of context. <laughs> I think the first time I watched it was when I had meat sweats. That's going to sound like something I would say, but the people are going to listen to it. It's like, no, that was a cura. Okay, uh, we should play a game of, like, on the out of context account, um, people have to guess who said it. That's really good, actually. Like, we could do an entire episode about that once. We I don't even remember, episode. though, for most of them. No, me either. Like, sometimes you tweet shit, and I'm like, like, literally, like what? Like, what episode is this from? Mm-hmm. Who said it? Like, And then some of them are uh, on brand, like, very, like, timely. Because in the drafts, we just had one 
that was about Dr. Seuss. And when they canceled those books, the Dr. Seuss estate, we had one in the drafts that said, Dr. Seuss's widow said, canceled, you're all canceled. Um, are we predicting um, the future in our out of context drafts? Are we the Simpsons? <laughs> the new Simpsons. Yeah. Um, so, Mama Mia. Um, yeah. I <laughs> My favorite ABBA songs are, have you ever heard, this is like underrated and I'm really surprised they haven't used it in a Mamma Mia movie and I'm assuming that they're going to use it in uh, My My, the third one. Um, is that what it's called? No, that's just the next line of the song. <laughs> oh. Mamma Mia, here I go. Oh. Again. Here we go again. Oh. My My. Oh, yeah. And then the fourth one is How Can I Resist You? Yeah. No, literally like so over my head like that's ridiculous <laughs> like i was just like oh, is that what it's called like, i guess uh, i'm just too obsessed with mama mia <laughs> um anyway have you ever heard the song if it wasn't for the nights i mean like my mom's a big abba fan so like probably but like off the top of my head i don't know i can't like, associate I've... it personally think that's the best ABBA song ever and it is like the happiest song about like just being depressed of all time <laughs> that's high praise because you know like lord exists like um no it's like I feel like any other songs about depression like even if they have like a sick beat it's still like depressing but like one of my favorite videos of all time is, like, ABBA was performing that on, like, a um, Japanese variety show, and they just had these, like, colorful, like, balloons around them. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's a banger of a song. That's my favorite ABBA song. Um, I will listen to it immediately after the pod. Yeah. There's also... I'll send you the link to the video, and I'll, I'll post it on Twitter if I remember, but it's a great video. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um... I yeah. I also love "Thank You for the Music," and I think Amanda Seyfried did a great job of singing that over the credits. Um, um, I don't even remember that one to be honest. It was actually I felt like a genius because it was like a bonus track on the CD, and I just happened to like play the CD like a little bit longer, um, one day, and I found out it was a bonus track, and nobody else cared, <laughs> like. I had nobody to share that information with. Um, like, I could tell a random person on the playground and they'd be like, I don't know what ABBA is. And I'd be like, okay. Um, but, yeah, that's good. And then they had, like, a I'm video... i imagine you, like, dropping ABBA facts on the playground. <laughs> and, like, I just look like my Twitter profile picture. Just, like, fucking pissed off with a Mamma Mia shirt on. Um... Like, what's your favorite ABBA song? Like, what? Like, who the fuck is ABBA, kid? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Now I understand but... why you are the way you are. <laughs> In the context of the movie, though, um, I love "Give Me a Man After Midnight." That's one of my favorite ABBA songs. One of my favorite scenes in the movie, and also "Voulez-vous." Yeah. That's a good scene in the movie. And one of my favorite um, scenes in the movie is Take a Chance on Me, because I think that is a magical scene. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, what's the 
you might have already said it, so I forgot, but like, is it the one, what, like, what's the one where they're like jumping on the bed and they're like in the in the bedroom and like. Dancing Queen? Is that Dancing Queen? When they're jumping on the bed? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I remember the sequence, but I can't remember what song was it was matched to. I don't know why. Yeah. But, oh my god. Um, okay. So a lot of my notes are just like this musical sequence legendary 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 like i literally just stopped taking notes but the money 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 scene um that's a great scene tell me that is not unironically one of the best uh musical scenes no i agree now that you said that that's actually my favorite i forgot about it but yeah because it's like it, it like, the thing about these movies is, like, every single scene is, like, this must have been the most fun thing to film of all time. Yeah, no, I mean, that scene's really, really, really good. Um, and also, like, I feel like it sums up Donna's character, like, perfectly. Yeah, it's a yeah. great song, too. Because, like, you, it really do be like that. Like, I work all night, I work all day to pay the bills, I have to pay, ain't it sad? Still, yeah. there never seems to be another a single penny left for me. That's too bad. Damn. She, she was a trailblazer. Comrade um, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia, two thousand eight, essential communist text. <laughs> she like owns her own business. She is the boss. You know what? Like, it's funny. She literally, she literally employs like, like random Greek people that live on her private island. I'm I'm actually reading. What are right they now. paid? What are they I'm, paid? Donna. This is, this is an actual quote, um, and it's from Karl Marx. He said, if you haven't seen Mamma Mia, you're actually not a Marxist. So I think that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> you good? I just find it funny, like, speaking of the Greek people. Um, what, me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, like, the random Greek people on the island. Um, first of all, okay. The woman carrying the sticks. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, she reminds me of the f- the fish people in The Last Jedi. Yeah, okay. But that iconic woman returned in the second one, and that was, like, a shock and surprise and delight for me to see. Um... You know, <laughs> you know that meme where the the guy was like in like a Domino's uniform at a party, and it's like pizza guy said fuck work. Yes, that's, that's how like I my feel favorite. about this woman. She throws the six, and she says, "Oh yeah," and her like her mic is turned up so high. We love that for her. It's so good, um, and I like two about like point number two about the random greek people is it's really funny um that tanya and rosie are like oh like like donna like you're not having sex you're not dating like what are you doing it's like the only people that live on that island are people that like work for her like (laughs) i don't know like it's like she doesn't really have the opportunity to like date people she has her own like private island hashtag let donna fuck let donna fuck no um i mean yeah. she has a minimum of three times apparently <laughs> i there um this movie is very uh pro uh it's pro sex it's pro like uh 
like anti slut shaming. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, that's nice. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's also um, like I, I feel like um, like Harry being gay is not really like a a joke. Like it's just kind of like he is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do, and he, do they explicitly say that in the movie? No, he just hugs the guy at the end. Well, the, he he talks about having like a revelation almost, and like um, um, but like they, he doesn't like say it, say it. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second movie, like it's more explicit, obviously, but like mm-hmm. it's still like I mean, it's the only time it's played for a joke is like when he's flirting with that guy at the boat, like the dock, like the the guy, like the guard or whatever. That's like cute though. Like it's not really like yeah, cute, no, like a like a punchline or anything. Oh no, that I didn't mean it like that. But I'm like that's the only time it's ever like even played for remote laughs. But like then it's like it's charming. Uh, mm-hmm. There's only like a post credit scene with like the guard, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, but like, yeah. Otherwise, like, it's never like really addressed. But like, that's a good thing, I think. Like, it's just kind of like part of his character. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But yeah, he's obviously like the best. I mean, I, well, first of all, like Colin Firth, like just delightful. Just a great human being, great actor, mm-hmm. great performer. Um. Recently, I watched Bridget Jones again. Have you? Um. Have you seen that? I've no, I have not seen any of them. Okay. You should watch the first one, at least. I really, really, really think you'd like it. Um, Probably. But... Should I put it on the Zillennial Canon? I don't think it's on the Zillennial Canon. Uh, actually. I don't think it's Zillennial Canon. I mean, it's 2001. Um, it's... Yeah. If, but... if this if this is, like... If this is Zillennial Canon, I think so is Bridget Jones. Hmm. Because I knew what it was, like, as a kid. Like, I didn't, I never saw it, but, like, I knew what it was. Hmm. Should we ask the listeners if Richard Jones is uh, still okay, and then they can let us know? Hmm. I don't, like, I don't know. I feel like the only reason that it would be Zillennial Canon is because I saw it, like, way too young. Yeah, but didn't, like, a lot of people? Um, I don't know. The group that I watched it with, like, I don't think anybody had seen it. <laughs> so, All right. I don't know. Well, we'll think about it. But I really think that you should watch it because Colin Firth in it. Um, there's a scene towards well, the end of it that I, like, kind of don't want to spoil it. But, like, there is a scene. And you'll know exactly what it is when it happens. Okay. <laughs> um, well, the only reason I brought it up for for the pod is because uh, I know I'll never watch it unless we do it on the pod. No, come on, watch it. It's great. No, it's not even. It's, it's not even like something you have to convince me. It's just the way I am as a person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm at a watch list as we speak. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm putting it. Yeah, there we go. It's on the it's yeah. on the watch list. Speaking of Colin Firth, our last summer is also a very cute, uh, like scene. And I think that I think a lot of the charm in this movie, which is like why, like, yes, it's very funny that Pierce Brosnan can't sing, but that's also not like a flaw. Um, I think that a lot of the charm in the movie, um, which I know that there's like criticism about this about um like large musical like film productions like not hiring like broadway actors and rather like trained like 
singers and dancers and just like being like oh this actor can learn how to sing like i i definitely understand that criticism um however i think a lot of the charm in this movie comes from the fact that like they can't professionally sing and they just kind of literally feel like normal people that just kind of like exist inside a musical i mean sure yeah no no i mean like that's that's a good analysis i never felt that way but like that's a good like outlook on it yeah like it literally feels like you're like at karaoke with friends you know yeah, no, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, because, like, also, I mean, yes, Lily James can sing, and she's great, but, like, it's not even, like, she's a great Donna because she can sing. It's great because she, like, matches the vibe of Meryl Streep in the second mm. one. Um, also, so I know we don't want to keep talking about the second one, but, like, can we just real quick talk about, like, how perfect the casting is of, like, the two, like, friends, like, Christine Baranski and uh, um, the other one's name, but, like, the casting for the younger versions of them are, like, flawless. Yeah. They, like, look exactly like them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like, I, I'm, like, every time I watch it, like, I'm astounded by, like... The only other movie I could compare it to is, like, It Chapter 2, where, like, mm-hmm. the adults look the exact like the kids in the first one. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, the same vibe, too. The, as for, like, the yeah. dads, like, I'm just, like, confused as to how Harry Styles wasn't in those movies. That's all I'm saying. Wait, what do you... Explain that to me. Harry Styles should have played, like, Harry. Oh. In Mamma I'm Mia 2. Why? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be Colin Firth, but I think that... Like, my thing with, like, movies is, like... I'm, like, usually very impressed, like, in, like, the casting of, like, a biopic or, like, a younger version if, like, they can get them to look like them. But, like, I feel like it's more so the performance and I think that Harry Styles could uh, pull out a performance of Harry Headbanger because he was supposed to be, like, a punk or whatever back then. Legitimately. Has Harry ever, like, actually acted? He's a dunker. Yeah, but, like, he didn't act. Like, he was just there. He didn't... <laughs> He had like two. I mean, he's, he had like two in, lines. He's in this new uh, movie. Yeah, where you he know? broke up a marriage. Yeah. He's probably he's probably good, and he convinced a marriage to break up. And which which is absolutely crazy to me, by the way, because like me and Joe were talking about the other night, and we were like, I know for- that Joe like is very opinionated about it. He thinks it's fucked up, which it kind yeah. of is. No, I mean, lie. like, I don't know the details. I'm not, like, rooting for it or whatever. I'm just, like, I like Harry Styles. I don't know. Uh, all I'll say about that is it's crazy to me because, like, Jason Takis is, like, more attractive than Harry Styles. And, like, I don't understand it because, like, yes, Harry Styles is hot and he's talented. And, like, I like him. But Jason Takis, have you seen him with the Ted Lasso mustache? Have you seen Jason Vegas? He's a hot man. He's a he's a hot dude. I love Jason Sudeikis. No, I'm not even kidding. Like I like I've literally had a crush on Jason Sudeikis for like the past ten years of my life. And like anyone leaving Jason Sudeikis is like that is so crazy to me. And also like I love his tracksuit in uh, What's Up with That. Yes, he's uh he's lovely. You know. Yes. No, I do know. Yeah. Um, uh, as someone who just for no fucking reason watched all 10 years 
of the past 10 years of SNL. Same. Unfortunately, I know. Also, him um, as the devil, perfect. Great yeah. casting. Yeah. Can, can I just really quick say, though, I'm not trying to justify anything in any way because I don't know what issues anybody had in their relationships and they're celebrities and um, we project on them what they uh, choose to show us. Anyway... You're telling me that if Harry Styles walked into a room, you wouldn't dr- like you wouldn't just be immediately charmed and just like drop your whole life. No. I mean like I'm not like personally saying it, but like if Harry Styles, like everybody is in love with Harry Styles. Everybody is in love with Harry Styles. Kira, I hate to break it to you, but I'm not. I okay. I think he's like <laughs> I, and this is coming from I guess it's cuz like w- because like my type of guy isn't like a scrawny white guy like i i and i like him i like harry like when i say i when i say like i wouldn't like i'm just saying i'm not like nodding over harry styles like, i think he's extremely talented <laughs> when i say that you know yeah like, I, I, I think it's just it's just the charm no he's cool like, like i want to be like, i want to be friends with him if but, harry like, styles was in the room like it's like oh it's like of course she fell for him like i guess i mean no no i mean i don't i mean i don't know the just like you know, i don't know the details but like yeah i mean no like it's the same thing we talked about it before but like it's the same thing with, like keanu and shit where it's like i i would rather be friends with that person than like sexualize them okay because Harry, like, seems like a guy, like, I could vibe with, but, like, I don't, like, when I look, I mean, I, okay, here's the thing. I, I look at Harry, and I'm like, you are an attractive man. I'm not saying you are an ugly man. Like, you're an attractive man. He's attractive, but you're not attracted to him. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. I mean, like, yeah, I get that, obviously. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, the charm and, like, charisma that he exudes, I'm just saying it's, like wild to think that like people can act normal around him that's all i'm saying i feel like i could like i don't know like i <laughs> i feel like i could just yeah, like why meet don't him. we test that out why don't we test that out adam I harry will. styles I'll... harry styles come on the pod <laughs> harry yeah, he, oh, wait, harry, into the he just he, right he's now. actually in my room right now oh okay hello love <laughs> Adam? Adam? <laughs> no, Mike. It's, it's Harry Styles, Mike. <laughs> That's an Australian accent. Crikey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the only direction I want to go in is to the Bobby. <laughs> That's my impression of Australian Harry Styles. Okay. When I'm terrified at night, it's because of the the impending doom of like Australian Harry Styles being behind me at all times. <laughs> it's just Kangaroo Jack. Oh God, it is. <laughs> So, anyway, I think that I'm not saying that I would want it, but I think it's crazy to think that Harry Styles was not cast in Mamma Mia. But would he want to do it? I, I don't know. 
Because he's I think very he was, picky I think he was girls. filming, or I mean, like, starting to record, like, fine line back then. So maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. He was busy. We, he even making... he turned down Ma, uh, not Ma, uh, Little Mermaid. He turned mermaid. down Ma? He turned down Ma? <laughs> <laughs> he turned on the Little Mermaid remake. Um, which, which is a loss. Yes, because I was, I mean, not nothing, uh, I think Holly Bailey is the actor, and I'm sure she's going to mm-hmm. do amazing. But, like, back when the rumors were circulating, like, it was going to be, like, Zendaya and Harry Styles. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy fucking shit. Like, could you imagine that? Yeah. Like, Twitter would, like, literally, like, implode over that movie. It's so funny because I feel like Harry in something, like, Disney, like, it would literally just... Like, I feel this way about, like, a lot of the live-action stuff that Disney has been putting out, but it just kind of feels like a middle school play. Yeah, that's the only (laughs) thing, like, dampering my... Yeah. The only one I'm excited for, like, coming up is, like, um... The Peter Pan and Wendy one. Because... Okay, listen. Sean told me the other night that Jim Gaffigan is playing Smee, and I literally lost my goddamn mind. Jim Gaffigan, Smee, Jude Law, Hook, Hey Courtney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's playing, um, playing Peter Pan? It's like a like a new kid, like a kid that's. Uh, uh, but the kid's adorable. Um, like I, they casted him at like a, uh, or they like revealed the cast of like the 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 big D. The Disney thing last year. Yeah, yeah, D23. Whatever yeah. it was, yeah. Um, and that kid's adorable. And so is like the girl that's playing Wendy. So like yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll be great. But I'm excited for it because uh the dude who did uh Peach Dragon, which is like the yeah, best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Peach so, Dragon underrated as hell. Great. Great fucking movie. Like yeah. the movie made me so like I was crying like a fucking baby by the time that movie ended. Director of a ghost story, right? Director of a Ghost yeah. Story, um, Ain't Them Body Saints, uh, just a crazy, what a weird trajectory of a career, but I, I'm here for it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he goes, but he did Ghost Story after Peach Dragon. Like, Yeah, I like, I, I don't know, did anyone even see Peach Dragon? Let us know. I don't think so, because like, I remember even when I saw it in theaters, like it was like really empty. Mm-hmm. But good movie, I did really good we're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors thanks guys hello friends do you love movies do you just spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them the good ones and even the bad ones everyone told you not to like it sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Superyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special treat to our listeners, we have a discount code. 
In all caps, enter SUPERZELENIAL at checkout for 10% off. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, guys. Um, so, yeah, no, Mamma Mia. Uh, wait, do you th- are they going to do a third one? Or is like is that just like a rumor? I, I think so. I don't know. The second one was like extremely successful. And I think they were just like, oh, this is possible. Um, I think a lot of it would have to be like, oh shit, we gotta come up with like some kind of story for a third one. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no idea what they. I mean, it, well, at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter, right? No, it doesn't at all. But I think they just have to come up with some kind of thing. And I think also like a lot of it too. And like I've, I don't know if I've talked about this specifically on the pod, but every single person that I know like knows about this is the fact that. I'm writing a jukebox musical and the amount of time that it takes to like put each song in context of like a storyline mm-hmm. it just takes so much thinking <laughs> like and I have like I know that like this like script slash book of Mamma Mia was written like so long ago but it's still just like it is galaxy brain the ridiculous story that they were able to come up with based on ABBA songs that are like completely disconnected from any kind of narrative like this. No. Yeah. I mean, it it is really impressive. And I never thought about it like that until you brought it up, but like, you're right. Like even like, cause I can't even imagine cause it's already like hard to like structure a story. Cause like mm-hmm. a lot of scripts are not written. Like you like, you don't write it from start to finish. You go back and forth, like mm-hmm. writing different sections and I can't imagine like having to do that and then plus constructing an already established song into the narrative of the film. Like that seems incredibly difficult to me. So I have like all the respect for like both movies for having to like do that. Yeah. And maybe like um maybe like some ABBA songs are like I like no shade to them, but like I guess they're kinda like surface level. Like so you could kinda like put them on any like situation really. Yeah, that was the one thing where it was like, especially like towards the second movie, like even they recycled songs, which I'm I'm mm-hmm. fine with. Like that's that's fine. I yeah. have no complaints. But like, you could tell like, yeah, they're like running out of like ideas. So therefore, we're going strictly to vibe territory, which again, yeah, that's okay. I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it funny that like, yeah, we did all the narrative in the first one. Yeah. So here we go. But like, what I was gonna say, like, I feel like if it was like a different like artist or different like i mean like i guess with these songs they kind of have to too but like and uh, like i think benny and bjorn from abba worked on this um but like it's like you kind of have to like break down the meaning of the songs and what it means for each character to sing each line and like it's and like kind of like use it as almost like a characterization of them or like you know what I mean like it's like what what does it mean for this character to sing this specific line because it's not like words that you're writing so you have to decide who sings that line and like what they're doing when they sing that line and like it's difficult and I honestly that's why I think one of the reasons why I think Mamma Mia is like really good because it's just so weird and it's not like weird in like a like oh like it's like weird that this is the story they would choose based on a Swedish pop group. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And like that's that <laughs> I love Greece. <laughs> why not, honestly? Like cuz ideally like what else would they do? Like I mean, I mean like they're they're so aggressively Swedish though. No, right. I know, but like <laughs> it's just it's... so imagine if this took place in Sweden. <laughs> I I really I think maybe it's because like well, I mean, I was going to say like no, cuz like honestly like Abba or Abba like gives off like beach vibes so like greek is greece is like a ideal place to like have those beach vibes yeah um and also say like as a greek person who's never been to greece uh this movie well both of them like inspired me to like try to get there Mm -hmm. um i had plans to go to greece last spring break but of course that did not happen Mm -hmm. so i'm still waiting on my donna sheridan moment one day you gotta um, get some overalls. Truly, I, 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 I was talking to my grandpa who lives in Greece, and he was, I was like trying to explain that to him, and he's like, "What is Mamma Mia?" Like I was, <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't worry, I'll bring it. I'll like, I'll bring it over. Like we, we can watch it." <laughs> Just me and my grandpa watching Mamma Mia. He's gonna be Greece. like, "Oh my god, I know that girl, <laughs> Donna." <laughs> he's the fourth father. <laughs> no, he's the biological father. <laughs> Donna is your aunt. You know how Kung Fu Panda 2 ends with, like, the real dad? It's like, my son. Like, that, that's my grandpa and Donna. Um, yes, I referenced Kung Fu Panda 2 and Mamma Mia 2 together. What are you going to do about it? Um, Something that I highly, highly, highly recommend that I kind of watched as, like, I'd be like, I was like, oh, this will be so fun. Like, I've always wanted to see this. And Sean and I, like, put it on the background. We're, like, building Legos or, like, something one day or whatever. Um, I was, like, we were building Ikea furniture. But it's, like, no, we literally weren't. That's two Swedish things at the same time. We were building Legos and watching ABBA the movie. And I just, like, stopped and sat on the floor and just watched the whole thing. It's literally one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I am unironically saying that. Um, Is it, like, available anywhere? Or... Um, I watched it on TCM. We, like, DVR'd it on TCM. I tried to find it on Blu-ray, and it's kind of hard to find on Blu-ray. Um, I think there are DVDs around on, like, eBay or whatever. But it's, like, half a concert movie and half, like, a documentary. Like, following them around. And a lot of it is just, like, interviewing, like, like ABBA fans, like, around the world and stuff. And it's extremely cool. Yeah, no, I'm. I'd be interested in checking it out. Um, I think their like entire dynamic is like deeply fascinating. So like, I would like love to like just mm. vibe and like see the inside to it. Yeah, there's like really cute like scripted moments too. Um, like there's like a like a scripted like storyline kind of with like a reporter that's like following them around the world, and it's extremely. Uh, entertaining yeah that seems really cool i mean i (laughs) no i'm like adding it to my watch list like right now it has those silly vibes you know the silly abba vibes they just have fun yeah i was gonna say like that's all you need like an abba just vibes you know yeah um yeah uh I have a note that literally just says, I reject every single opinion that this movie is bad in any way. All negative criticisms are false. This doesn't take itself seriously, and it was never meant to be. 
Um, yeah. Wow, Queen. So true. Yeah. Have you ever seen this performed live? Wait, what? Have you ever seen, like, Mamma Mia on stage? No. What? No, because... Okay. Well... Kira, you know I have not had any Mamma Mia material, like, until three years ago. And I, I would have know. told you. Well, did you know... Years. Did you know that... I mean, pre-pandemic... There was an average of five performances of Mamma Mia every day at some place around the world. Like, no, it's, I... it's in production... In at least five places on a daily basis. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Have you ever That's... heard of Mamma Mia the Party? No. It's my fucking dream after I am vaccinated. It is a production of Mamma Mia, but it's an immersive theater experience. And it's like a dinner party. And you sit and you eat Greek food at what looks like like the hotel. And they perform Mamma Mia around you. <laughs> it's called Mamma Mia the Party. That seems amazing. I want to go so bad. I'm looking at the pictures right now. I, that's like my dream. Yeah. This is literally like oh. Medieval Nights, both Mamma Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um, yeah, I saw this on Broadway. Um... It was a surprise for my 15th birthday, and I freaked out. Like, my mom bought me tickets, and we just, like, pulled up outside the Winter Garden Theater. And she was just like, surprise, we're seeing Mamma Mia, and I fucking lost it. <laughs> so that was, like, deeply formative for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a, a funny thing, though, is, like, like, the reason why I asked you, like, if you saw it... Um, the really funny thing about, like, any musical um, is that when you, like, look up any musical, it's, like, half of the pictures, regardless of how popular the musical is, half of the pictures on the Google image search results are just, like, random, like, community theater productions of it. <laughs> Do you ever... Well, it's a lot like the... It's a lot like the white witch thing that we found on the Narnia episode. Yeah, like how there aren't a lot of pictures, but then it's like some random ladies like Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I remember um, when we, like, every production we did in high school, like, we tried to find, like, references to, like, whatever we were doing. Like, mm -hmm. whatever play the, the, the semester is. And, like, it would be so hard to, like, find, like, inspiration to, like, uh, like what we were doing because like it was all like sh really shitty like mock-up stuff and like I know like mm -hmm. we were also like a high school like trying to do shitty mock-ups but like we were aiming higher god damn it like we didn't want to go for like what Google <laughs> Images was showing us for like the props <laughs> department like <laughs> like I remember because I directed Dracula when I was in uh, high school like the play mm -hmm. and um I remember, like, I was, like, also in charge of, like, the props department. And I was, like, very, like, we have to make this look gothic as fuck. Like, we have to go all out here. <laughs> like, I will not settle for less. <laughs> you should have like done David the, Russell, uh... Just me. I'm no. no. <laughs> you should have done the, um, the Dracula puppet show from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I... I need to watch that movie soon because, like, I keep thinking about it. 
and Jason maybe we Siegel. should watch it soon. Oh my god, it is the lineal canon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You might have just sold me on what the next movie is. Um, yeah, you know what? Live on pod, I'm confirming it. That's my pick next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just spoke to me so deeply, Nathan. Um, pod exclusive. <laughs> exclusive to our listeners of the pod. While you're listening to the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that movie is like radio. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but like it radiates comfort to me. So, like, I definitely like need to watch it right now. So, I think that's that's a that's appropriate. Like, two smooth brain movies, like back to back. Yeah. People that we find hot in each movie. Definitely. Wait, who do we find hot in this movie? Um, Amanda Seyfried's hot. Um, I think everyone kind of is in some way. I'll just say it. Christine Bransky, hot. Yeah, that's um, not a hot take in any way. Okay, cool. Colin Firth, hot. Yeah. Um. No, everyone's hot. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is. Everyone looks awesome. Even, like, Meryl has, like, a cool, like, ear cartilage piercing. Yes, I I, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, her, <laughs> her, her, her overalls are iconic, obviously. Um, yeah. Literally, like, seeing Lily James in them was, like, my... That was my other endgame moment in the theater. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, everything about this movie... And I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but, like, the second... This was my second time seeing this movie. Um, I saw it one time in 2018 before... Here we go again. Mm-hmm. So this was only my second viewing. And I liked it more this time than I did the first time. I liked it the first time. And I really liked it this time. Yeah. I'm glad. So, um, I, uh, I think it works really well. Like, it's just a smooth brain um, movie, and that's a perfectly good thing to be, especially in these trying times. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, like because this movie is such vibes, like, it doesn't really... And I think, like, a lot of people haven't even seen it. Like, I'm going to screen it for some people, like, in a few weeks. And I think, like, a lot of people haven't watched it, but or, like, aren't, like, super familiar with it. So... Because this movie is just kind of vibes, like, I feel like it's kind of, like, redundant to, like, go, like, plot beat by plot beat. Um, But I guess I'll jump to the end, like, how we were talking about how we don't really, like, want to, like, pick a dad or whatever, or at least I don't. I think that, like, this is honestly one of the happiest endings in movies. Do you agree? Mm. I mean, it's definitely a really happy ending. I really like it. Like, (laughs) Like... I think the funniest thing about this movie is that the stakes are extremely high, but, like, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like, I think that's, like, the funniest thing about it. I, I like that the stake is, like, there's a crack in the ground, and we will all get wet. Like... Oh, I was meaning, like, finding out who your father is. Oh, well, yeah, that, I mean, I yeah, that too, but, like, <laughs> it's all, I mean... Yeah, okay, right. True. No, I, I'm just saying I like how in the end it's just like, it's fine. We're happy not knowing. And I think like the cutest thing ever is when Bill says like, I'll take a third. <laughs> like they're like all her dad. And I think that's adorable because they all give her like different things, like different parts of her personality and like different, like she like connects, she connects with each one in different ways. Yeah, yeah and that's and that's really lovely. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
but I know we don't want to pick a dad for Sophie, but like if you had to pick a dad, I think Harry. Like I, I mean, I know we already said Harry's our favorite, but like I didn't know if you had like a different pick I, for like actual like dad you would want. I, I guess Bill, just like based off Sophie's personality, like I said before, like, but then like. I think of the moment that Harry is like, oh, if I had a daughter, I'd spoil her rotten. And then, like, Sophie kind of, like, gets, like, sad for a second. And I'm like, oh. Like, it's, like, in that specific scene when she's, like, going back and forth through all of them and, like, talking to them, it's, like, I feel like each thing is, like, not even in terms of, like, solving a mystery or anything, but it's, like, each dad could reasonably be her dad just based off, like, the connection that they have. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the good thing about this movie is, like, you fully buy into it. And, like, and like you already said, like, each one has, like, their own distinct, like, personality and, like, um, connection to Sophie. And mm-hmm. it makes it work, like, really well. And that's, like, what makes the ending work so good. It's, like, because you don't have to, like, have the answer or, like, have, like, the illusion of all three of them shattered. Like, it's, the mystery will always be there, so therefore, like, the heart. Well, like, always. Like, yeah, they're, like, all family. Like, it's, like, if she knew who her dad was, then, like, they could very well just, like, go home and never talk to her again. Like, it's about the found family, love. She has three dads now. <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah, no, I mean... But, so there isn't a chance, I guess, like, that there would ever be a fourth dad, right? Like... Um, yeah, it's your grandpa. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, right. Yeah, of course. How can I forget? Um... I, that's kind of crazy though because like what uh colin firth is like probably like 50 or whatever pierce Brosnan's like pushing 60 my grandpa's like full ass 80 like in this movie <laughs> or the second one my grandpa uh, yeah i mean in right in now Mia. in the okay. year 2021 he is like 80 something i think um, colin firth is older um well, like, I'm just... Okay, but what I'm saying... No, I know, I know, I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I'll... Okay, yeah, so, like, that'd be crazy. Uh, I'm gonna ask my grandpa about it. I'll be like, hey, did you meet a woman named Donna Sheridan? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I... What was I even saying? We were talking about dads. Um, that you like the fact that all three are the dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's just very... It's all, like it's also funny seeing like their like relationship with each other kind of like be like weird. Like, the fact that like... <laughs> They, like, don't really know that she doesn't know who her father is until, like, the end. <laughs> and they just, like, don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, this this entire conflict throughout the whole movie is, like, not even revealed to them until they're, like, in the church. Um, yeah. And, like, <laughs> Donna, like, doesn't realize that, like, she was the one who invited them. Like, it's just, it's, it's like... <laughs> I'm not going to say it's dumb. It's, it's like, the most conflict-free, conflict-driven movie. Exactly. Exactly. It's just yeah. literally like, okay, so all three of your exes show up at the exact same time. It's like, you don't think that something is up, that somebody told them to go there? Like, girl, Fellas, make sure your diary's locked up. 
fellows, your your possibly estranged daughter invites you and your ex's other two ex boyfriends on a Greek island for a wedding. What are you doing? <laughs> Those boys after this event, bestie vibes only. Bestie vibes only. No, literally, like um, uh, Bill and Harry, like in literally, like bestie vibes only. <laughs> literally, like. <laughs> it's so funny. I love everyone in this movie so much. Like, yeah. God. Oh, actually, no. Christine Baranski and again, I forgot the other actress's name, but like, um, uh, like they are the epitome of bestie vibes only. <laughs> yeah. I I just can't get over how much they're us, and like Donna just does not exist in our friendship. Like, it's just us. <laughs> I think Donna's the bagel that you shipped me. Like, yeah, probably. And now it's dead. Okay, can we just discuss <laughs> the fact that they just killed off Meryl Streep in the second yeah, movie? Yeah, I think it's, it's it's very strange to me. <laughs> like, the reaction that I had, like, I'm pretty sure they literally say it in the trailer. Like, the first time I saw that trailer, I was, like, preparing so much for it. And when they're, like, since mom died, and it's like, What? <laughs> Like, are you fucking kidding me? They just killed off Donna. And then, Was it, like, scheduling conflicts or some shit? Like, Yeah, I think so. However, I knew that Donna, which, like, yeah, reasonably, like, she would have a cameo in the second one. And yes, I cried at it. But um, I knew for a fact that she was in it through uh, inside information of overhearing a conversation. <laughs> oh, really? In an office, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I overheard okay. somebody saying that she was coming back from Greece, and I was like, "They're filming Mamma Mia right now. She's on the movie." I, uh, I well, like, I didn't remember seeing anything in, like in the trailers about it. So, like, I was still like expecting like going in like maybe she's just like held up somewhere, and then she comes in at the third act. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like the end game portal sequence. Like she just like steps out the portal on Greece. <laughs> That's how they should have entered, not on the boat doing Dancing Queen. Imagine Doctor like all portal. the all the Greek people just like portal out of the sky. <laughs> Girls and gays assemble. <laughs> <laughs> LGBT community, hello. It's Bernie Sanders. It's like <laughs> Saka mommy. Donna oh, Sheridan Lucy Dacus <laughs> Every time Every time I listen to Night Shift I'm like thank you to uh, Lucy Dacus For the music uh, Adam you ever listen to Night Shift by Lucy Dacus I have no idea what you're talking okay, about Adam, Adam Yeah. You gotta okay. listen to Night Shift by Lucy Dacus Listeners Listen to Night Shift by Lucy <laughs> Bestie, we have a situation. Bestie, we have... <laughs> That's me every time I listen to that song. Bestie, we have a situation. Bestie. I just added it to my queue on Spotify. Okay, thanks. Listen to it when you when we hang up. <laughs> so the, the ABBA music video and that. Yeah, yeah. I'll just, like... I should just make you, like, every single morning, like, a spreadsheet of, like, all the content that I need you to consume that day. <laughs> <laughs> here's the content that we have to talk about on the pod yes honey 
Well, I have considered before you told me that you were like dying the other night and couldn't record. And I'm glad that I didn't tell you to do this because I was going to give you homework to um, like rank every song in Mamma Mia. Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Like I would have drawn the line. I would have been like, Kira, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, just just for, for the listeners. Don't think she can make me do that because like I I have a line. Like I do a lot for the pod, but I will not do that. I mean, like, if I told you, like, a week in advance, I feel like we could have done it. Because we did that for High School Musical. Yeah, but, like, my entire life has been, like, a mentally organizing, like, my favorite High School Musical songs. Like, sure. I, I can't I can't perform on the spot. Like, I can't be like, oh, here's my favorite ABBA song. Like, you know, like, yeah. I can't do that. But, no, I, I think I'm going to be meaner than I am. No, I, I like if you give me a week's notice. That's okay. Yes. I'm like the meanest person in the world. You're allowed to be mean on this podcast, Adam. I feel so validated right now. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, so am I valid for the goth girls that I'm talking to? Uh, like all the other problematic stuff, like sipping for Fast and Furious. Like, am I valid for all that too? Yeah, absolutely. As awesome. long as as long as the goth girls are being nice to you. You know they're not. <laughs> I know they're not. And that's why I don't validate that. Because the goth girls are always so mean to you. <laughs> hey, listeners. Listeners. This is getting too personal. <laughs> I told you this is going to be like a therapy session. And for not you. for me. Not oh. for me. For you. Um, <laughs> well, are you afraid that I'm going to end up in a... Uh... Um, like a similar situation, but with the goth girl in like 20 years, and then I find out that I may or may not have a daughter. <laughs> the three e-girls who was the moms. But it's literally just like a jukebox musical of like e-girl music from the 2010s, 2020s. Yeah, yeah. it's just like a TikTok musical. God. Um, I'm one of the, e- I don't think I'm an e-boy, but like I'm, God. Your e-girl and her podcast are boyfriend. Oh fuck! I <laughs> oh no. Listeners, listeners, if you're an e girl that maybe doesn't even watch the Fast and Furious movies, but is open to the idea of them, and you're a nice person, DM Adam. <laughs> imagine if imagine if I got a DM from a girl that listens to this podcast. The bar is not low, but like. I'm not going to finish that sentence. The bar is in hell, Kira. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like... I I joke about goth girls a lot, but, like, you do not have to be goth. Like, you can, like... You can be whatever, as long as you're, like... You can be... You could be preppy. You could be a cheerleader. You can be whatever you want to be. Don't, like... Don't gaslight me and, like, don't... (laughs) And don't, like... And just, like, validate my, like, obsessions and, like, we're cool. Like, I don't really care. I just got a DM on Twitter, like, live on pod. And it's... Because in my in my Tinder bio, I say something about, like, publicly executing Jeff Bezos. Uh-huh. And then the DM just said, you had me at publicly executing Jeff Bezos. So I'm, I'm choosing to believe that this Ladies. girl is listening live on pod. Listeners, Adam might be taken. Live update. No, I, I, you know what? The offer still stands. If you, if you want to win my love, if you, 
<laughs> you want to win Adam's law. You want to take a chance on me? Take good, a chance, good, take a chance, good. take a chance on... Exactly. Yeah, okay, uh, when they're all, like, jumping wait, around... What? Wait, one thing. What? Which... What What dad am I in, in these movies? Um... I feel like you're, like, a mix of, like, Bill and Harry. Okay. I think I'm straight up Harry. Yes, you're completely Harry. Out of the dad. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like a former punk who's anxious. I think that's Yeah. Yeah. A little, little bit gay, a little bit anxious, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I saw a TikTok that was like it was like everybody who's LGBT has at least one outfit that looks like the mo- like one of the Mamma Mia dads. <laughs> and there were like so many people that were just like posing in like like oversized khakis and like a flowy shirt. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I literally I, I gotta what say a specific prompt. <laughs> I I don't have a lot of them, but I do have like a few outfits that look just like Bill like what Bill wears. Yeah. As a Florida man. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bill could walk onto the set of the movie Hoot and you wouldn't tell the difference. Oh absolutely not. No, Bill could, like, walk into, like, any place in Florida and just, like, not get a second glance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What if this movie took place in Florida? I, look, uh, when it comes to, like, I have, like, it's not like with Kira where she has, like, a fully developed idea for, like, her her script, her jukebox musical. Mm -hmm. But, like, I deeply want to make a coming-of-age movie, like, set in Florida. Like, all about like how the backdrop of Florida like defines who you are as a person and mm. like how there can be like a mutual connection of like surviving in Florida. Like when you meet someone and like you can like bond over the shared trauma of living in Florida your entire life, that's a very magical thing. And like I want to make a movie about that one day. You know, I believe that you can. And I validate that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, do any single goth girls want to validate that? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I do want to clarify. I do want to clarify. You don't have to be goth. like if you're just like an e girl. If you're just like if you're just a cute e. If you're just a if you're just a person. If you're just a if you're just a, an existing person that wants to validate me. If I uh, I am on my knees begging for to to simp for you. So hit me up. And I'm only not kidding. So, <laughs> this is a cry for help, listeners. This whole episode is a cry for help. Let's be honest here, on all on all parts here. That um, money, money, money song is literally like me begging Daddy Biden for my stimmy. Like, <laughs> Stop. That's you. That's you about the coochie. <laughs> coochie, coochie, coochie. Stop. <laughs> Don't even in a podcast boyfriend's world. <laughs> um okay. So not to plug it too early, but uh I watched Moonstruck for We Bought a Mic and in that episode I said that um when there's really good like writing, like the most random lines will just sound like the most romantic thing you've ever heard in your life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and in Moonstruck, she's like, oh, I love him awful. Um, and I think that's amazing. And in this one, it's Pierce Brosnan just yelling, come on, Donna, it's only the rest of your life. I think that is the most romantic line ever spoken in cinema history. It's a really good line. Like, really. Like, because really, so like, cute. what does she have to lose? Like, yeah, they're literally just on an island. Like, wh- like, there's nothing else they can do. <laughs> I just want to say, this is completely off topic. Um, <laughs> um, is, any- is anything on topic? Not at all. Um, just for insight for the listeners, we record on Skype, and I'm, like, staring at our two icons right now. Yeah. And one is Ariana Grande in, like, an oversized sweater, and mine is... I know exactly what you're gonna say. And mine is Vin Diesel with his, like, belly out, smoking a yeah. cigarette. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he's looking down at her while she looks up at the sky. Yes. Yeah. Because they both look exasperated. Mine, specifically, is some of my favorite pictures of all time. Um, one of them. It's Ariana Grande in a massive sweatshirt and she's carrying around Starbucks and she's walking around in the rain like immediately after her and Pete Davidson broke up. Um, and she has like like two buns like on top of her head like Sailor Moon and she's literally just like wandering the streets of New York City getting like downpoured on. And I think that that's beautiful. And <laughs> I've always I... wanted to paint them. <laughs> And, and I think it's beautiful when Vin Diesel just gets to, after filming a Fast and Furious movie, have a dad bod for like a mm-hmm. year. He can just like fucking go ham on a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man looks like he just devoured a cheese it party mix. And you know what? I love that for him. But the thing is, listeners, is that Vin Diesel's looking down off a balcony and Ariana Grande is looking up towards the sky. So the juxtaposition of the images is pretty funny. Well, because like she's wondering like if things will get better, and then Vin's looking down her and like little does she like, know, Leaf no. Leaf <laughs> Familia has you uh, is looking out for you. Like she's invited to the barbecue. Yeah, imagine her in a Fast and Furious movie. She probably could land it. Like she could, she could get in. Like, does she know how to drive? Well, Cardi B's in the in nine, so like. Wait, really? Yeah, that's amazing. Cardi B's in nine. Fucking Iggy Azalea's in seven. Like, <laughs> I. <laughs> like, uh, I think Meg Thee Stallion does like a cameo. In I was too. just gonna say, is she gonna be the next one? No, I think like she is. Like she has a cameo in the ninth one. Like, I'm oh not... my god. Like mm-hmm. every all of them have like um like Don Omar's and Seven like they're like a bunch of pop stars are like in these movies. Damn. How does how does it always fucking it always ends with Fast and Furious? Oh my god! Like I'm so sorry. Like Did just I want to. I'm just sorry. I like for the listeners. I don't into like I don't do this intentionally. Like it just happens. Yeah. I want to clear. I don't mean to like ruin Mama Mia talk with like fast talk. Like I'm it's sorry, okay. guys. You didn't ruin it. Thanks, Kira. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, so, so here's why Tokyo Drift is great. No, <laughs> we have actually a few things to plug, like mm-hmm. each, because randomly, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so we were on. If you guys enjoyed our Narnia episode, we love 
the folks over at Queer Quadrant, Brooke and Jordan, so much. Um, and we were on their podcast talking about Spider-Man 3, and it was so much fun. Yeah, that was a great, great, uh, great app. I was listening back to it yesterday, mm-hmm. and like, uh, it was so much fun talking to them, first of all, and just getting to meet them was a highlight, but uh, that episode yeah. in particular is just it's... really fun. It's also like I feel like we sound so smart when we're like not recording at midnight and <laughs> I'm literally lying down in my bed right now. Really makes Would you think you... about how we operate, huh, Kira? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great one. Definitely check it out. And also yeah. like just in general follow them because they're amazing. Yeah, they're so fun. Their their podcast is so good, the Queer Quadrant and I'm glad to know them. Uh, glad to know, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, mine is, uh, I, I was on a podcast called Double Bill Double Edged, uh, hosted by uh, good friends Thomas and Adam. And uh, yeah, he just, I mean, I've known Thomas like kind of through Twitter. Like, like he's kind of like a friend of a friend for many years. And I'd never really talked to him, but I've always like appreciated his post. And then he DM'd me one day and was like, yo, Loves in a little cannon. Would love to have you on. And I came on recently for uh, basically the the gist of their pod is like they have one good movie, one bad movie, but like one topic of the subject. And uh, we did a Disney thing, which felt very appropriate for Zillion Cannon. And we did Hunchback and um, The Black Cauldron, which I had never seen before. And uh, yeah, those dudes are amazing. They're so funny, so cool. And uh, uh, yeah, I was there repping, uh, like repping Zillennial. So like, definitely check that out. It was a great episode. Hell yeah. I was oh, uh, on, uh, I mentioned before, um, the We Bought a Mic Boys, if you enjoyed Decomber. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on there talking about Moonstruck. I kicked off the Nick Cage marathon that they're doing. They they named it a uh, recently we bought a we bought a Nick. Yeah. Uh, which does not as they said on the pod it does not work verbally but it, it works as something you read. Yeah. <laughs> um ton of fun. I'm glad that I could kick it off and I think I accidentally made them watch the best movie in his filmography like first and it can only go downhill from there but Um, well maybe not because i will be on in may to talk national treasure (laughs) and we gotta find out what's on page 52 of the book of secrets kira (laughs) (laughs) and you have another um pod he said that you could promote it (laughs) okay cool yeah i was also on a friend of the pod sean's seltzer cast where we were uh we were we were drinking uh Lacroix passion fruit i believe mm-hmm. yeah and um that went great i love talking with sean and that was my first non-alcoholic seltzer ever really i've had of course That's i've had wild. white claw and i've had uh um corona seltzer and like all that stuff but i've never had just straight up like seltzer and uh you know i'll just like how will you listen to find out my thoughts yeah that's uh, fine yeah love love sean love the pod so yeah definitely check it out i uh i also um not not memeing in any way in when i say this i wrote an essay on john d elman and it was published (laughs) 
on uh, Wigwag magazine. So check that out. Um, it's reflecting back uh, on a year in quarantine. It just happened to be published a year uh, into quarantine. So that was interesting. Um, as we all know, beloved zillennial icon, John Dielman. How could I not write about her? I just love that we've taken John Dielman to be a zillennial icon. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. It's like how they have, like, the Disney legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love for our zillennial like, people to, like, be, like, no one's zillennial. Like, absolutely yeah. nobody. Like, yeah. Isabella it's Rosalini. Like Vin, Diesel, like Vin Diesel, Isabella Rosalini, John Dielman, the character. <laughs> John Dielman's meat tenderizer. <laughs> I think Paul Giamatti at this point is on yeah, there. Yeah, Paul right? Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. I. Yeah. That's who I want to. That's like that's my Avengers. Like John Dielman, Isabel Rosalini, Paul oh, Giamatti just... as Joker. No, Paul Giamatti as Marty Wolf. Yeah, like... <laughs> Marty Wolf, but on the Joker stairs. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. Frankie Muniz kidnapped Mr. Funny Bones and you're laughing. <laughs> anyway. You're laughing. You stole a 12-year-old script and you're laughing. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Um, my other podcast, the Aggressively Okay podcast. Um, I do want to say, if anyone has trips for how, or like tricks for like how to, uh, cheat the oscars like kind of predict properly um me and joe are doing a contest where um if i beat him in the ballots i get to make him watch all four slash five twilight movies so um we need that to happen quite frankly (laughs) so uh yeah definitely check out aok and definitely fill me on on how to like like if anyone has like hot hot goss on like how that's gonna win let me know so i can make joe watch it and also Goth Girls DMA. That's cool. Yep. You can follow Adam at <laughs> Adam yep. underscore not Sandler and DM him there if you're goth. You can follow me on Again, Twitter. Again, you don't have to be goth. You can just be a person. If you're DM nice. If you're yeah, nice. Just, or you can follow. Just, you know, just DM me. Yeah, they have to be nice, Adam. <laughs> Literally. I hate my life. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon uh, for some memes. Follow us on Instagram if you want. Um, we also do like we try to do some audience interaction, like how we did a poll of uh, who's your who's your daddy, and Harry won out of the three dads. Of course, he on did. both Twitter and Instagram. So, was there ever uh, a reality where he didn't win? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. Colin Firth is just king every time i think um, about him possibly voicing paddington i like have to think about that <laughs> anyway you guys should leave us some reviews um that would be fun and really cute uh yeah thanks guys and uh stream abba for clear skin <laughs> my my that's the name of the third Mamma Mia movie, by the way, guys, if you didn't hear it before. Okay, bye, guys. Bye, guys.
guys, it's Kira. I just have a really quick post credit scene. Um, I forgot to include my favorite piece of ABBA trivia in this episode, um, and it's that ABBA dresses like that because they wanted to um, avoid paying taxes. Um, they dress like that so that they can consider their clothing to be costumes um, and that they wouldn't be able to wear them outside of their work. So they were able to write off their outfits on their taxes. Um, <laughs> the more you know. Bye guys.